This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, great to be with you. And Bridget, I've got to ask, how many New Year's resolutions have you broken already? Well, I'm actually still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for the new year. So, you know, I, I haven't broken any yet, technically, but um, I'm still working on those. I, 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 I'm more thoughtful. In, I try to be more thoughtful these days because it's easier to stick to it. You know, the, the, now that I think about it, I really did not make any this year either. So maybe that's a good thing. At least I won't break any this year. Right. That, that's true. That's true. Are we ready to, are we ready to roll? All right. Well, hey, the... Um, Next week is January 17th through 23, and that is actually recognized as the week of prayer for Christian unity. And we have a great guest today who's going to talk about this. Um, our guest is Father Rick Ginther. He is the pastor of Our Lady of Lords here in Indianapolis, as well as the director of the Office of Ecumenism and Interreligious Affairs for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. So, um, Father Rick, thanks for being with us, and welcome to Faith in Action. Thank you, and well, um, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> where, where, where is Our Lady of Lourdes? I should know that. I don't offhand. 5300 East Washington Street. Okay. Just east of um, Emerson on, on the top of the rise as you come up east. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful old parish. Uh, I, I sponsored someone for RCIA there a really long time ago when Father... No, I can't remember. Don't ask he me. He said. He said he's over at um. Oh, where is he at now? <laughs> we're 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 not awake yet. Hmm. Okay, is it Father Jim Farrell. Yes, that's it. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Well, he's going to be good today. All right. Well, hey, we are talking about Christian unity, and I want to know a little bit about the Archdiocesan office that you are a part of that works towards ecumenism and interreligious affairs. I know that office has probably changed. Maybe that role has changed over, you know, the, the course of the time that the archdiocese has been there, but you've been there since I think 2012. Is that right? Around that time? Yeah. Right. Uh, t tell us about the mission of the office and, and what you do there. Well, the basic mission of the office is to assist not only the archbishop, but the entire archdiocese, the Catholic center, deaneries, parishes, and other pastoral staff, in nurturing relationships with people of faith, whether they are Christian or non-Christian. However, in this case, what we're talking about today is with other Christians. Um, I'm the main support, along with my advisory board to the Archbishop, to help in his responsibility. It's one of his major responsibilities as a bishop to promote unity. Not only unity within the Roman Catholic Church, but to pursue relationships with other Christians to move us toward uh, the possibility of unity. Um, so he's, prom he's responsible for promoting and fostering these relationships. He's supposed to also promote and foster relationships with other religions. And basically, my role is to assist him in doing that. That's directly. But then there's my work with the other parishes, the Catholic Center, pastoral staffs, um, the deacon program, or whomever asks um, to be um, helped with or better informed about uh, ecumenical or interreligious relationships. So you, your office, first I want to ask 
what does the word ecumenism mean? Are we talking just specifically about Christians when we use that word, or, or what? Yes, it's an ancient word. It's Greek, um, and it basically means the inhabited earth. But its function today among Christians is um, the, the body of churches trying to promote and or tend towards some sort of worldwide Christian unity or cooperation. Right now, cooperation is probably the major focus. Um, unity, that's something uh, even Pope Francis says, it's a process, it's not a destination. Okay, so that's what we do. Okay. So I'm curious, as as Catholics listening to this show and just maybe the, the typical Catholic in the pew, do we have a responsibility, do, do individuals have a responsibility to foster this, or is it um, the churches, I mean, maybe the institutional church, the leaders to do that, or is it kind of a both and? What, I, do you understand my question? What, what role or responsibility does the individual Catholic in the pew have to kind of foster unity and at least um, a dialogue or relationship with other faith traditions? I, I think the first is with your neighbor. Um, if you're a Catholic, you let them know you're a Catholic and that you're glad to be a Catholic, and then learn a little bit about what their faith tradition is, and just, you know, be thankful for that. And um, then the next piece very is uh, not only your neighbor, but then <clears throat> how can your local church community um, cooperate with other Christian churches in some um, social or um, justice issues? Um, a number of parishes and other churches, you know, work together um, to um, take care of human needs, such as hunger and housing and um, uh, clothing. Um, some do um, peace and justice um, efforts together. Um, now, in, any Catholic Christian can be a part of that, and we encourage that. Um, <clears throat> so the oversight by the larger church, you know, the institutional church is the official dialogues um, with other Christian denominations. Um, maybe from a, and, maybe from like a theological perspective in, in that in that regard, or just yes, okay. The, the, there are different levels of dialogue. One is just encountering each other. Another is <clears throat> common social issues, um, which we can all approach. Um, another is the official kind of dialogue, which requires, you know, theological training and understanding, um, and those are officially sponsored, um, typically at a national level, mm-hmm. sometimes at a regional level. Um, so, and then even just sitting down for periodically, you know, ecumenical prayer services. That's another level where you can pray together, because we all believe in, in the Lord Jesus, you know, and it's a good thing to be able to pray at times together. Yeah, and I guess I'm trying to, I'm not, <laughs> this is kind of a difficult question, but in order to kind of give us a status report, <laughs> it sounds generic, but um, an idea of where we are with Christian unity, you kind of have to go back and, and say where we've been. 
you know, where are the divisions, I guess, if there's a simple answer to that, where do, where are the major divisions? And then what kind of strides have we made? Because I do think that there are so many more things that we have in common than we really have in, have in as, as differences with other Christian denominations. And maybe that's too much of a generalization, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll do my best. That's I know. Broad, so. I know. <laughs> you can go wherever you want with that. Um, our our whole purpose in this goes back to Scripture, John's uh, Gospel account, um, chapter seventeen, verse twenty-one, in Jesus' farewell discourse, where he says that all may be one, even as I and the Father are one. Now, John's Gospel was written to a community of, of Christians that was really struggling to maintain their unity. So. In part, Jesus speaking to them in that way was extremely important in the latter part of the first century. So the Church worked hard to become one. Uh, Then in 1054, we had the Eastern Christianity and the Western Christianity um, break apart in the Great Schism, and that was theological and politically based that had been developing for centuries. And then in um, the 16th century, we had the Reformation, first with Martin Luther, Calvin, Swingley, um, Henry VIII, which was really far more a political reality than a theological reality that developed a little later. And then even they began, there was a second reform wave, then there was a third reform wave, and it was this splintering. It just continued, even yet today. Um... And therein lies part of the great challenge today. With the first Reformers churches, we have official dialogues and relationships um, in the United States and in the world. Um, With some of the smaller groups um, and the more recent splits, we... If they are in our neighborhood and there's a clergy association, we may have a relationship with them, or they may prefer not to have a relationship. Um, And so the status is you have to know who is in your area and who is willing to be in relationship. Um, And that was even true at the international level. We're talking with Father Rick Genther. He is the director of the Archdiocesan Office of Ecumenism and Interreligious Affairs. I'm wondering, um, I want to get back to some of the collaborations that you uh, do and what kind of work you do with other organizations or other churches or other faith traditions. Um, First of all, what are some of the other faith traditions that you work with? Because I think before we got started here, you mentioned that um, really in the last 10 years, there's kind of a whole new area that you're working in, the whole interreligious affairs. I'm sure you're working with um, maybe Muslims or Sikh. I'm just, I'm just pulling this out of the top of my head. What are the different faith traditions that you're working with that are non-Christian? Oh, um, Muslim, Sikh, also known as Sikh, Hindu, Buddhist, um, Mormon, which is a break uh, somewhat of a Christian denomination, but it really is, we approach it a little differently than the other Christians. Um, uh, Jane uh, is another, uh, and those are the ones that are coming to the top of my head right now. 
Okay, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk more about this and what type of work that you do with both Christians and non-Christians to um, further, I guess, good camaraderie and Christian values. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Today, life is pretty hectic. Maybe you think the idea of spending a few minutes each day thinking about spiritual things, things that might improve your life, is a luxury that you just can't afford. Here's a way that you can give yourself a couple of minutes of quiet time no matter where you are. Just go to catholicradioindy.org and click on the three-minute retreat. In about three minutes, you'll hear some quiet music that'll soothe your mind and help you relax. You'll read a short passage from Scripture and be given suggestions as to how to put it to use in your life and end with a short prayer. Wow, all within three minutes. You can even have these reflective meditations delivered every day directly to your cell phone or mobile device. It's all free. Try it. It's as easy as going to catholicradioindy.org and clicking on the three-minute retreat banner. Retreats are also available in Spanish. That's catholicradioindy.org. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Father Rick Ginther. He is the director of the Archdiocesan Office of Ecumenism and Interreligious Affairs, and we're talking about Christian unity. And there's a question we didn't get to before the break, and I want to get to it now. Um, Father, is there an art to Christian unity work without watering down the teachings of the the Catholic faith? How do you go about doing that? Well, I think the whole idea of, of Christian unity and, and ecumenical work is to build relationships first. You build relationships based on your common humanity and um, your neighbors um, and people that you encounter. Uh, in my work, I do it with um, the leadership of various denominations, some of their representatives, and in my pastoring, it's in the among the churches here in the Irvington, a greater Irvington area. Um, but once you start to build the relationships, you have to accept. You know, we have a common faith in Jesus Christ. We have a common understanding uh, of certain aspects of the Scripture, and we definitely have commonality of human needs and the needs that face us in our local community. Father, uh, what are, are the biggest? 
stumbling blocks that, uh, I mean, we, we'd like all Christians to be Catholics, probably not going to happen, at least not in our lifetime. But what, what are the stumbling blocks? Why, uh, what, what specific teachings of the church keep those other people from jumping on board? Well, I, Jim, first of all, I don't think um, when we look at the documents from the Second Vatican Council, and when Pope Francis says we're not, uh, this is a process and not a destination, uh, Christian unity, we don't know how it's going to fall out and shape itself, okay? Um, to say that they're all going to become Catholics is um, considered by other Christians is a bit arrogant, okay? Um because they have their own journey of faith. Now, how are we going to come together is a really, really complex question, because we have different ways of approaching the whole concept of the ecclesiology or the theology of church itself. We have a different understanding of um, orders, um, ordination, or lack thereof. We have a different understanding of the role of the laity in terms of the the running of the Church. Um, we have a different understanding about many theological issues. Now, in the dialogues that exist, the official ones, there are a lot of documents that show how we've come to common understandings, but then how do we recognize the things that still separate us? Um, <clears throat> you know, we have seven sacraments. Many Christians don't have that many sacraments. Um, and so how do we recognize what they have and how we're connected? The biggest connector is baptism. Baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and with water, whether that's sprinkling, uh, infusion, um, yeah, pouring, um, or, you know, full immersion. We, as a Catholic Church, recognize all of those. Once you're, it's, that's where we root ourselves in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Um, I really, the, the biggest stumbling blocks right now are um, how to recognize um, how others worship Jesus Christ, how do they understand Eucharist, um, some of the moral issues that we uh, disagree on how we approach them, um, and how do you allow for non-essential differences to remain. Um, and, and I root that in the fact that we are in communion with a number of Orthodox mm -hmm. churches. Yeah, what are those? Well, that's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give you an example okay. uh, here in Indianapolis, St. Athanasius the Great yeah. on uh, the west side. It's uh, Byzantine Orthodox. <clears throat> the Father Brian Amon, who's their pastor, is also uh, on my advisory board for the office. Um, they're part of the Roman Catholic Church in the sense that they are in communion, but they have their own code of canon law, the Eastern Orthodox canon law. Um, they have their own rituals that are differently done than ours. They are rooted in, in Greek tradition. Um, they, When they baptize, it's baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist, even of infants. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, they make the sign of the cross a little differently than we do. So, but they are part of us, and we are a part of them. So to suggest that in the future everyone's going to look like us, well, we don't already look like us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're different. And then you throw in culture. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Well, I mean, you got the... When I do weddings, if it's a Filipino wedding, you know, you've got the the, the coins and, and the lasso or, or, or the veil. Hispanic weddings, the same. And, you know, those aren't essential, but they're part of the culture, and therefore they're going to feed into how the ritual looks and plays out. So... My vision is working towards relationships, understanding, um, and appreciation of uh, the goodness that is there, and um, what can we do together, and we'll let the Lord kind of figure out how we're going to end up being one. (laughs) That's his problem, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, if we believe in the role of the Spirit within the Church— uh, there's a part where we can't handcuff the Lord and say, well, this is the way we want it, and that's the only way it should be, Lord. And the Lord just, you know when you have a plan, what the Lord does. Exactly. I was just going there. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the work that you have been doing with um, other faith traditions, um, Christian Christian faith traditions here in, in Indianapolis metro area, or, or other faith traditions that are outside of the Christian faith. You can talk about either. Well, there's a whole lot of different things that, um, the, the big thing is, it, on the larger archdiocesan level, mm-hmm. our um, archbishop meets once a month as he is able with the other judicatories, that's a technical term for the other leaders of Christian denominations here in the Indianapolis area, because we are the capital city, and most of them have their state or by state headquarters here, like Indiana, Kentucky Synod, mm-hmm. um, and they meet once a month. So that's one way that we are in relationship. <clears throat> uh, we have the uh, annual Week of Prayer for Christian Unity prayer service that's coming up um, uh, in January. Um, and then we do some other things together. There's a, a common statement by the judicatories in this week's criterion about the death penalty and how they wish the death penalty would be brought to an end um, as a means uh, of justice. Um, Then we have some other events that pop up from time to time. If they're having a major celebration, um, uh, either the archbishop or I or both will attend. Uh, When Bishop Jennifer Baskerville Burroughs was ordained and became the Episcopal Bishop of Indiana, um, I was in attendance representing the Archdiocese for that. Um, And when we've had other events at the Archdiocesan level, uh, some of the judicatories will will join us there, um, like the installation of Archbishop uh, Thompson uh, in 2017. I have a question um, as it relates to, you know, when we have these Um, You know, we've had the problem of COVID, we have racism, crime, recent riots, um, have the the, the church and the faith community can really have kind of a a neutral, uh, I guess, mechanism to kind of 
work on some of these issues where they're not necessarily partisan or political has have you or um, in your work been um, working with any other faith traditions to kind of address any one of these issues as as we've in this last year that's been so crazy um, I have not specifically accepted my local area here around um, uh, the Irvington area with the um, Irvington Community Advocacy Network and the um, Irvington Association of Ministers. In terms of those practices together, um, each of those judicatories, when they meet together, those, those are talked about, and what are we doing, and how could we help each other? They're sharing best practices, because each of us have um, some form of, you know, justice committees, justice focus, um, so, um, we've been all working on racism, crime, um, food, clothing assistance, you know, the whole eviction question. Um, uh, we're all doing something towards that, but to say that we're all doing it in the same step at the same place, no. Well, the one great thing that, that you that you mentioned, this this didn't just happen. I mean, you, you, you haven't been involved in these very important issues of social justice just since COVID. The, the Catholic Church has been at it for a very, very, very long time, as well as I'm sure a lot of these other faith communities. So I'm sure that you've been, this has been something that's been going on um, well, well, well before COVID or any of these other things that have happened this year. And we've just got about a couple minutes left. So just want to... Right. No, that's good. That's true. Well before uh, the Office of Ecumenism and the ecumenical focus has been there since the conclusion of the Second Vatican Council. So we've been at it for a while. I want to get to um, resources, and I want to also have you uh, give us a blessing before we, we close. So are there any resources or things that you would point people to? I know that you have a column in the Criterion. Um, we can definitely put a link there. But is there a website that, that people can um, get connected to your office through? Yes, to my office, it's uh, org backslash ecumenism, I better spell that, E-C-U-M-E-N-I-S-M, backslash, and that'll get you there to the office. And it's its its, its own part of the website for the Archdiocese, and there are many sections to it. All right, could we um, ask for a quick blessing over our audience? We're just about out of time. All right. Well, gracious and holy God, bless all of those who are listening. Bless all of those who continue to pour out their hearts that we all will be one, to fulfill the promise and the command of the Lord that all may be one. Amen. 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 Uh, Father Rick Ginther, Director of the Archdiocesan Office of Ecumenism and Interreligious Affairs for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. Thank you so much for being our guest today. We're out of time. You're welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.
www.thepeopleshow.org.